and welcome back to episode seven. Can you believe it? We're at seven already of Down Under the Ring. I am your host, The Warship, joined by my co-host, Fit Awesome. We've got a lot to discuss today. The big... What do you mean? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened in the news in wrestling this weekend. It's like, <laughs> no, I, I came into this weekend thinking we were going to have to watch a pay-per-view and that was it. Oh, mate, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if there was one week without something going on? But no, alas, we got a big one this week. The release of CM Punk has taken the internet wrestling world, at least, by storm. And I honestly think the ramifications for this are I tell you huge what, if I'm going to thank forward. Tony for anything this week, is I thank him for waiting until Sunday to make this news announcement and he didn't make it on Monday after we'd recorded the show. Could you imagine <laughs> if we woke up tomorrow yeah. morning? Because we, we record this on a Sunday evening. If we'd woken up tomorrow morning and the news had been announced and the show's already in the can. And we had thought to ourselves, oh, yeah, nothing special was, this yeah. week. Payback was on and that's fine. Yeah. It's a normal week, business <laughs> as usual. But I suppose business of usual is actually bullshit because we seem to be going through it every business single as week. Business as usual is in the wrestling news world is what has CM Punk done this week? And maybe that's the time for that is coming to an end. But before we get started with that, small talk. How are you, Fid? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Quiet Father's Day this today. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's just, good to hear. Just a quiet one on the Halford's doing side of things. I'm crazy busy building up to the busiest time of the year in the gaming industry, which is my day job. And I, I literally sent you a message earlier saying... Bro, can we make sure we're going to have to do the show tonight? Because I did consider waiting until tomorrow purely because tomorrow we've also got the AEW all out, right? And I did consider maybe we wait for that. But I'm like, no, nah, this week's going to be nuts. We're going to have to. It is. What about yourself? Oh, I, I've been sitting here very angry at myself because I have had zero opportunity to stream this week, but I have Starfield and it is burning a hole in my pocket because I don't want to play it unless I'm playing it on stream for the first time. And yeah, I haven't had a chance to do much of it at all. So hopefully tomorrow we'll be doing that. Here's something for you to, to make you feel better. You've got a code to Starfield. <laughs> I did some consultation work on the development of that game about, I don't know, six, seven months ago, and I still don't even have a code for that game yet. Oh, no. <laughs> but I am, I am going to the launch party this week, which will be cool. They'll probably just hand them out, right? It'll be fine. Yeah, they hand them out with the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yes, excellent. Well, no, I, I'm looking forward to that when I get a chance. I've just been too busy with the gym and everything like that. I even did a home workout today because we how, are gearing up. How is the gym journey going for you? Because if anyone who follows you on Instagram, okay, to describe the visual, I just got a gun show live <laughs> on Discord gym. Um, yep. How is the journey going, bro? Because, yeah, you are... For people that follow you on Instagram, you've been sharing little teasers of uh, the fact you've been going to the gym. Also, a lot of old shippy content has been going out from your days in the ring. Yes, it has. I've been doing really well. So I've already dropped something like seven kilos in about Jesus two weeks. Christ. So 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a time. I'm going pretty hard on the meal prep, though. The only thing that stops it at the moment is that I'm a very sad boy, so I'm still finding myself having a couple of drinks here and there, but that has reduced significantly as well to the That's point good. where it's almost done. But yeah, so when it comes to training, I'm on quite a low calorie deficit for myself. Yeah. And I've, I'm really good when it comes to sticking to that stuff because it's once I pay for protein powder, that's where I'm strict because it's like the shit is so expensive now. 100%. That, yeah, if I don't strict it, I'm just wasting money. I tell, so I'll tell you what, I'm going to say it on the podcast here because it means that I'm holding myself to account because I'm trying to get myself into a better gym habit. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get fitter. Try, if anything, I'm trying to bulk up a wee bit. Let's hold, you're going to hold me to account. Every day, send me a message and you're going to go, bro, I just worked out. Have you worked out yet? Yep, I can do that. I am the best at that. See, do I it, used to be a PT it. and... I'm a monster when it's time. So oh, if you want that, we can do that. My biggest issue is I work hard for my day job and the moment my day job's done, I am a lazy cunt. So I pack my gym clothes to work because I know that if I go home, I'm not going to the gym. Yep. So I make sure that my clothes are in the car with my gym bag and all that stuff. I take my protein to work. I even take my pre-workout to work and sometimes have a sneaky pre-workout halfway through the day if I haven't slept well. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, I make sure to do it all so that if I you know, if I get to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not just, ah, fuck it, let's just go home and play Starfield. Like I'm, I'm straight up ready to go for it. And then once I'm done, I feel heaps better. So you got to do that too. All right. Let's do it. You, you're going to start it. harassing me, bro. Let's do it. I want to see Instagram posts. Let's do it. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's let's get into the news of the week. I guess we start at the beginning of this whole CM Punk thing. Do you want to take us away? Yeah, okay. Where do we want to start? Let's, let's start last weekend because essentially this whole story started eight years ago. <laughs> but but let's start last weekend. Of course, everybody knows by now there was an incident backstage in London during All In. We had the Jack Perry match, which afterward during the match, basically called CM Punk live to camera with the line of "Yes, it's real glass, Crimea River," which was a reference to an earlier incident. Afterwards, in gorilla position, there was a scuffle between CM Punk. Details are starting to look a bit better as to what happened there. But essentially, there was a scuffle. It got physical. The extra information that we do know or has been reported since last weekend is that it got so physical that essentially monitors and stuff were knocked over. They were. This is where Tony's... Uh, situation his monitors were knocked over by the sounds of it Joe got involved to break up the fight and apparently CM Punk was quit right there on the spot and said this is it I'm out of here apparently he lunged at Tony Khan and was stopped by Joe and it was almost all over what we have heard as well is they tried reshuffling the card super last minute to the point where commentary was told to stall 
Yeah, wow. Yeah, so this is what we know so far without going too far into the details. Afterwards, during the press conference, Tony Khan confirmed that there was an incident. It was going to be investigated. During the press call this week, I think it was on Thursday, our time, Tony was naturally asked, this is for the press call for All Out, he was naturally asked about the situation. He said he wasn't going to go into it, but the investigation was ongoing. And it turns out this morning... It was the shortest investigation in wrestling history because in less than a week, the decision was made that CM Punk has been released from his contracts with an S. So we've also discovered he wasn't just signed as a talent, he was also signed as an employee, uh, which to me confirms the suspicions we had with who was creating collision, in my opinion. But he was released from both of those. There was a full investigation done. There was a unanimous decision made by the people who were advising on the investigation that Tony Khan should release him. Tony Khan has made the decision based on their advice as well as how he felt by the sounds of it. And he made the written statement this morning on Twitter This was followed up at the start of Collision with a video package that was broadcast where he addressed the situation and also said that for the first time in his 30 years as a fan attending wrestling matches, he felt in danger at a wrestling event. He said that he felt like himself and his employees were at risk being in that situation, but also, and this is the weird line, is he felt like his life was at risk. I have actually reached out to somebody to who does investigations and asked if they can find out more information about that specific line, and they're already looking into it. People are trying to find out what that one line meant. I watched the promo at the start of the night that he put through because it's going around at the moment. The boos from Chicago oh, are hectic. I tell you what, I do not envy them having to make that decision this week. Imagine having to make this decision, which, okay, we'll get into how we all feel about it afterwards, but you're trying to make this, you make this decision the week that you are doing multiple shows in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It essentially was all kitted out for a CM Punk celebratory week, and now it's not. And, yeah, listening to him though trying to speak about it you could really tell he was embarrassed and even a little bit scared of how the fans were reacting as well i did notice that he kept going back to the oh i'm from here i'm just down the road that's where i grew up and was really trying to get them on side but there was just no way that they were going to get on side he was never going to get them on side but apparently So some of the reports I've seen is that crowd was already pretty split. The crowd apparently before he had come out was already chanting Colt Cabana and the other half was chanting CM Punk. By the sounds of it, half of Chicago have already decided that CM Punk's a cock. Okay, so for me, the whole thing is wild because if you think about it this is before we get into the rest of it you think about it they literally just announced that cm punk was the top merch draw for the company at the moment 
yesterday, they yeah. also pretty much created a television show mm-hmm. for him because they knew they were in the wrong with the elite thing. That Warner Brothers wanted CM Punk so bad that they gave Tony Khan a billion dollars to make a TV show. And now he's not even there. So what does that do to the relationship to Warner Brothers? Like, I know, obviously, the way that he's framed it now has made it so they can't really take any negative action on it because he said, look, my people are in danger, etc." So apparently, Sean Rossap has looked into this and apparently Warner Discovery were involved in the investigation and the decision. Yeah, and does make a lot of sense, especially with if they he was their guy, much like he was Fox's guy when they tried bringing him back to the WWE. They know he's money. They attempted. They apparently yeah, they were in on it. They were agreed with the decision as well. By the sounds of it, Collision is going to move on without him. But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling, this is the place for you. Visit pwdownunder.com. That's pwdownunder.com. Man, I have to say I'm not anywhere near as interested anymore and I don't know what it is, but there was a switch in my head that was flicked because I have been looking forward to Collision every single week and... Today, I found it really hard to get around it. I really did. And I don't know what it is, but I just it's just, it's going to hurt. Your reaction to this is the same as my reaction in 2014, right? As I was a CM Punk guy through and through, and the moment he walked out is the moment I stopped watching wrestling on a weekly basis. I became a YouTube... Look... That's actually probably when I started watching Wrestle Talk because I started just keeping up with what was happening for about shit, a solid four years, I would say, where I would tune out of wrestling for eight months of the year, come back for the Rumble, probably stay invested until WrestleMania, and just that would taper off after Mania and it would go back to keeping up to date with what's happening on via Wrestle Talk or Cultaholic or just watching uh, shorts on the WWE YouTube account. And look, it's really unfortunate because I've always said that Collision's good because there are so many talent who are getting the shot after not having the shot or or whatever the case may be. And it's still the thing. That being said, they did not have to bring the Young Bucks out today. We'll get into that a bit later. But so to me, though, like I'm 100% with you on this. Collision over the last, what did I, I think I worked it out, it's been about seven or eight episodes in is yeah. it uh, yeah, something like that and it's been consistently the best wrestling show in my opinion on tv since it launched and mm-hmm. that's everything from the best pacing to the best wrestling the commentary has been i'm gonna say it, i've 
prefer Ian Riccoboni to uh, Kevin Kelly, in my opinion, but I know that <laughs> one there's an opinion that is not shared. But the yep. commentary has been good most of the time. It's been a well-presented show, and I hope, I just hold out hope that the show doesn't change too much without Punk and with Punk's obvious direction because clearly he was calling the shots on that show. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a definite shift, I think. I do want to read this thing. I sent it earlier. You've seen it already. But I do want to read it just as a query for the perspective from your side of things Mm. because to me this hits really true. And it was first posted, I think, on Facebook to one of the wrestling sites there. But I'll read this out now. And because to me, as a longtime wrestling fan, I sat there and was like, yeah, you know what? Hmm. Yeah. So it's 1999 and Jack Perry's in his third year in the WWF. The Undertaker, being the locker room leader, has taken Jack aside and told him not to use real glass in a pointless spot on Sunday Night Heat. Jack wasn't happy about that, not one bit. Backlash came around and in the opening match of the show, it was Jack Perry versus the Godfather for the Intercontinental Championship. Perry had used real glass because it was a pay-per-view, so it was at least approved. He looked right into the camera after doing that and said, It's real glass, cry me a river. Later in the show on the way to wrestle Ken Shamrock, The Undertaker ran into Jack Perry, and before Jack could say anything, The Undertaker punched him in the side of the head and knocked him out. He stepped over his unconscious body and went out to wrestle Ken Shamrock. There was no drama because it's 1999 and not 2023. The top stars like Austin, The Rock and Triple H, as well as the owner Vince McMahon, laughed their asses off. Dave Meltzer reported it on The Observer, but no one cared. The end. Jack Perry learned a lesson that day. Now, to me, that's exactly how it would have gone. That's exactly how it would have gone because... Having a locker room leader, having wrestlers caught, having the whole thing be about the respect of the hierarchy and everything, that's always been super, super important to wrestling. Now, I know things are different now, and I know things are different in AEW as well, but I do know, I do feel that if any one of the mid-carders decided to call out someone like The Undertaker or even for today's standards like Roman Reigns Hmm. on the show live, there would be fucking ramifications Hmm. before anything else. And it just, I saw something about, I think it was, who was it? It was Russo, so take that with a grain of salt. But Russo, he said, what did you think it was just going to be you playing with your toys? Did you think that's what wrestling was? Because that's not what wrestling is. Wrestling's this. There are times where shit goes crazy and there are times where you are in a locker room with 100 people and not everyone will get along. Hmm. Sometimes shit happens. But, I mean, we've yeah, all the whole situation. Where we work with cunts at times. Yeah. So there's always that one guy that you know you cannot work with. But the dude, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I went back and I watched the old He Returned, like, the reaction to him. And the reaction to him every single week, I just do not understand how we can get from that to this. Yeah, look, this is where I think... I don't know if we differ as such as... I look at things a wee bit differently than you do because I agree 100% with if this had happened in 99, completely would have gone down exactly like this. Times have changed. 
I do think Jack Perry is going to face ramifications as well, or should, because his way he acted was, he's acting like a spoilt little cock. I think this would never happen in the WWE or get this far in the WWE because... No chance. Because it's a company that has had long enough to have processes put in place to deal with issues as they arrive. Troublemakers are knocked on the head pretty quickly. You hear all the time that people get heat and get pushed down the card or just not booked because... People don't like the way that they're acting. And there's all sorts of things, right? Whereas I think this is one of the biggest pains of having a company that has gone from being a startup four years ago that got a break because a multi-millionaire started the company and managed to negotiate a great TV deal is now the biggest, has the biggest event on record, right? And under four years. But they've growing so fast that they don't have things in place. Shit, they only got talent relations last year, right? A proper talent relations situation. And that guy didn't even have enough respect at Collision to be able to do his job. Like, he got sent home from Collision. So I think that's a big part of it. But let me... I'll see if I can quickly... Actually, I think I remember it. I sent a tweet out and... This was based on, one, my opinions as a wrestling fan, but also I've been running businesses for over 20 years, right? And one of my jobs, I had 75 staff. Knowing what it's like to run a business where you're in charge of people, you're in charge of, especially in the last few years, I've been managing content creators, so I know what it's like to work with people with a bloody ego. But going through... All that sort of thing. So just setting my, where my opinion came from. And I sent a tweet out about the middle of this week, which was, I think CM Punk right now is Hulk Hogan in 96. And essentially he's a guy who has been given too much power, too much authority, which if it's not kept in check, would bleed the company creatively, bleed the company financially and push the young up-and-coming talent over to the dub, over to the Fed, right? And because that's exactly what happened in WCW back in the 90s is the big guys at the top, and it wasn't just Hogan, there was other guys. I'm just using Hogan as the prime example. Um, The likes of Jericho moving over. Yeah, I can't help but think, did Cody see fucking the writing on the wall? Look, it's very possible. Jericho calls himself The Undertaker, though, and I do wonder where was Jericho through all of this? It's a good question. Really good question. Like, because if I... Jericho is the locker room leader, where the fuck was he? Because at the end of the day, this stuff is really important to have a handle on. Jericho would probably, looking at tenure, he has to be the closest thing to a locker room leader, right? Because he's, he's the oldest, most respected active wrestler. On the roster. Where is the wrestlers court for AEW? Like, I don't think like, they have one. My, my understanding from what I've heard is a lot of the traditions from WWE have not crossed over, so they don't do they don't do wrestlers court. They also don't have the handshake rule. Which I once upon a time when I first heard about it, I thought was silly. Yes. 
No, I'd, I'd do too because like that's something that we always do in a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was silly. But in hindsight, especially in the last year with all the issues that I've seen happening in AEW, I think the handshake, and you can tell me if I'm wrong because this is my outsider's opinion looking in, if you've got a problem with somebody, you are forced to face that person when you turn up to the show. Right? And they are going to say something to you. Like, you go up, you shake their hand, and they're going to say, hey, can I pull you aside for a minute? We need to talk. That is the way we deal with things. Right. Because, uh, honestly, there have been so many times that I've gone to a venue with someone I do not want to go to see to, to speak to, and I've said, fuck it, and we go up, we shake hands, we say, oi, can I just... We'll yeah. just have a minute, and we'll talk... And everyone's high on emotion. They're getting ready for a match, whatever it might be. Mm. But you fix it. And then you go out and you do your thing. It's so important. And it is a sign of respect amongst peers. Yeah. And look, my wife even said this morning, because she woke up and I gave her the rundown, and she was just like, man, wrestling is about trust. And if you can't trust somebody enough to talk to them, how can you trust them to handle your body in the ring? When you are in the ring... Even the most cursory move, let's take the most basic move, almost the very first move you learn as a wrestler is a scoop slam. If that goes wrong in the first millisecond of the scoop slam, you could be paralyzed. Everything that we do relies on trust. Now, a little bit that is a bit of the old breaking the fourth wall, but when you take a scoop slam, you do a thing called posting, and that's where you will put your hand on their thigh, Mm -hmm. And as they lift, you push. What that does is it makes it easier for you to get lifted. So when you're taking the move, like the scoop slam, as an example, you post off the other person. In that moment, you give them full control over your body. And in that moment, the way that you jump, the way that you maneuver yourself, it shows that you respect them Mm -hmm. because you are saying, I am completely, I am weightless right now. And if I fall you have to make sure I land safely. Now, that is a really good analogy for everything that we do when it comes to wrestling because it is all about trust. If you can't trust the people you work with, you can't wrestle them. Mm. And that is another reason why I think the old handshake rule is super, super important. Every single show that I wrestle on, every single show that I even go to, even now as this hybrid wrestler slash fan slash whatever the fuck I actually am at this exact moment in time, I will still go to any show before it starts because I get there early and I will shake the hands of the production crew, of the wrestlers, of the management, of every single person in that building. Fuck, even the boyfriends and girlfriends at Mm. the show because it is a sign of mutual respect. We are all here to share this beautiful thing together. And that, to me, is the way it should be. And that's a little bit derailing from where we're talking here with the whole situation. But I do really strongly feel that one thing that is missing from it is a level of respect. Now, because it should never have got to a point where the insults were thrown in the first place. But outside of that, it should never have got to a point where a punch was thrown. To me, that is just the worst. If... Again, to go back to the WWE thing, if somebody on screen had have come out and thrown something like that hmm. at all, there is no way we'd be 
uh, having the rest of this interaction because that person will be pulled aside. The conversations that yeah. needed to be had would be had. Now, I did hear reports that Punk's team tried to actually have a proper sit-down with the elite and it was cancelled last minute. That was, and, and it that was supposed was, to happen this week when they got back Yeah, from and it London, was supposed apparently. to happen earlier this week yeah. and it was cancelled. And that fuels it immediately because they're like, fuck, I'm not even worth talking to. And then on top of that, all the debacle about him showing up and having no ride to the show on the night at yeah. Wembley as well. It just, it almost feels like there have been things that have been put in place to make Punk react like Punk reacts. Yeah. And look, I can see it from both sides here, right? As I can understand Punk's situation to a certain degree. But in saying that, I can also see Punk, I'm going to say it, I think Punk, I hope Punk can find the, I don't know if it's therapy or whatever it is that this dude needs to be able to handle his own aggression, the way he reacts and things like that, because the dude clearly gets frustrated and lashes out because that's what's happened in the last 12 months. Previously, what we saw was Punk would allegedly pack a sock back in the WWE days because he would not have never have gotten away with this bullshit back in WWE. It would have been knocked on the head. Yes, that's the thing. It would have been knocked on the head. There would have been a thing, a process in place, whatever it may be, mm. to resolve the issue. Now, Tony, as we've said before, we always go back to it, he's a big kid playing with toys. That's how it feels. Yeah. And... That's a problem when you're trying to run a company full of people who are also fucking children because that's what wrestlers are. They are a bunch <laughs> of kids who think that they are the best at everything and everyone well, look, should love them. To be an amazing performer, in my opinion, as somebody that deals with talent on a daily basis, I think you, the best performers in the world have a fucking ego. Without a shadow of a and doubt. And they almost need to, right? You need to believe in yourself that you are the best at what you do and mm -hmm. you're always looking for a shot to do something and get your face on screen or get a spotlight on you or things like that. And you should be doing that, right? Well, particularly as a rest, I'll tell you that mm. there is something that transforms in you when you are getting ready for match like in those moments when i'm standing near the gorilla and i'm about to hear the music play for that i have a one of my friends or a wrestler that i um, came up with for a while there by the name of eddie bombay now he is as australian as it gets from a talking point of view except the day of the show you will talk to me, be like, yeah, man, how's it going? What's going on? How you doing? We're just chilling out, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll see him on a show and he'll be like, hello, my friend, how are you today? Because the He's day of the show, he transforms. Yeah. He becomes Eddie Bombay. And that's a throwback as well for anyone who is hearing this from EPW because the dude, he would... Everything about himself, this, like, Bollywood megastar that he would play came to life on show day. The dude would rock up to the venue, smoke, light, smoke a cigar, put it out just so he could walk into the building where the boys are and smell like cigar. Yeah. Just because that was the gimmick he was trying to portray. Yeah. And every single part of what he did was about that. To me, 
that's the way it should be. But that's the mindset that you have when you go to these places. So you add that into the ego thing and trying to maintain a certain character, especially in the world and the age of the internet as well. And with people coming at you from every angle, punk probably don't even want to be punk anymore. Punk just probably just wants to be a dude, but there's no way not to be because like all of a sudden you're the pipe bomb guy. All of a sudden you're the controversy creates cash guy and that's what you are. Oh, absolutely, right. But uh, and uh, where I see the issues is more of a management issue, and it's a part of managing that person, right? And managing conflict and things like that. And those things are not in place there. I think there's a certain element of there's that famous promo that Mox did where he said, "Punk was a weak of mind." Weak of spirit and uh, weak body. Um, yeah, I think enjoy an, him while you can. Yeah, and I do think there's an element of truth of that when it comes to punk. He's the people are saying he's fragile, and I think we've seen he's got a fragile ego. I think that's one hundred percent true. I think but, it really fueled him a lot too when it came to this promo. hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. And I've said this before, I think CM Punk in this sort of position when his back's against the wall is when we see the best CM Punk. And we've seen that in the last seven, seven or eight weeks, right? I think this version of Punk we've had has been the one of the better versions of Punk in AEW in the last two years that he's been with AEW. It's crazy, it's been two years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's only been it, two years. You you think about it. If you can recall, and he was only active let, for a year of that, and that's just madness to think about. <laughs> I uh, I do feel like the dude is a moments machine, though. Oh, if absolutely. you can recall, thinking back, not even just his AEW tenure, but that reaction when he first showed up, everything he's done ever since, everything is is a fucking moment, and. Looking back even further, Punk's Punk's moments have all been so big. If you think about it, Straight Edge Society. Yeah, I'm just talking even just from the WWE point of view (laughs) right now. You've got the Straight Edge Society. You've got the Nexus. You've got the Pipe Bomb era. Everything that he did had fucking merit. It had meaning. It had cause. 100%. I am a huge fan of CM Punk. Massive fan. Like I said earlier, he's the reason why I stopped watching was the way when he walked out after the Rumble. But Straight Edge Society, I loved Straight Edge Society CM Punk. I hated that he didn't come to New Zealand on that tour. <laughs> we got we got the Good Brothers. What's his mm-hmm. name? We got everyone else from Straight Edge Society. I think we even got Serena Deeb on that tour. Yeah, uh, but we didn't no get punk. yeah, but we didn't get punk. I was so gutted. But the fact he managed to make the new Nexus work. Yes, yeah. He was handed was a just, lemon. Yeah, it was absolutely a lemon and he made lemonade. And that's the thing is that whenever he is in a situation where he's got a shit go of it, like even ECW, like the new ECW, he made it work. And he wasn't even meant to be there. No. <laughs> and, yeah, for me, from whatever happens now, I think that if it was me... Even with all the problems and all the bullshit and the controversy it creates, I would be, if I was the game, I would be on the phone with him now. Because... How do we make this work? 
whether or not it happens, but I would be doing that shit right now because he's been fired. If he's fired, he His hasn't got a no-compete clause. Yeah. Yes, so, which means that he could show up tomorrow. I wasn't sure if we were going to go into the legalities of stuff, so I did have a conversation with my wife because my wife is a law student and I wanted to get her take on a few bits and pieces before we came on the show. There was two points that she made. was One, if they have ended his contract, chances are there is no non-compete. Also, knowing Punk, he probably was like, okay, sweet, you fired me, let's negotiate my termination and he's a smart dude he would have put a no compete in there but the other one is the big one is the wording in the statement this morning was he has been what is it his contract has been terminated with cause and it's that with cause which is the super interesting part of it and essentially it is tony khan and aew saying he cannot perform his duties he has not performed his duties so there, I wouldn't mind picking that when he was brought back, there must have been an agreement in place that said a clause was basically saying you will not cause shit when you come back. And he's breached, yeah, and he's breached that. And if he has breached that, then chances are it is just a no more payday. They'll cancel any monies that they were planning on paying him. It's done. And he'll probably just receive residuals for any remaining merch sales from here. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. We don't know what the merch situation yeah. is. If AEW have to continue to sell his merch, because they did last time, they during the last release or... or yes, the yeah, release, the last issue. Yeah. The last issue, they continued to sell merch. Or will they just give him all of his rights back as a part of this deal and he'll continue to sell on Pro Wrestling Tees? Yeah, I was going to say, he's about to clean up his pro wrestling tees because yeah. if the merch goes there afterwards, oh, my God. He's the t- number one merch seller in AEW at present, or yeah. was. So, yeah, that's going to be a one big stage, thing. I don't know what it is currently, but at one stage it was a race between CM Punk and Danhausen. Because Danhausen, I know a lot of people don't like the guy. Uh, I fucking love him. But um, he's a merch moving machine. Yes, he's very good and very evil. Yeah. All of that. I Yeah, I don't know. A lot of stuff's going around at the moment. And Survivor Series is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's really possible. I know that a lot of people think it's not going to happen, but... It is a never-say-never situation in wrestling it all really, the time. It, this is such an embodiment of never-say-never as well because if anybody could do it, it's trips. And if anyone can do it, it's now. Like, this is the time. Strike while the iron's hot. You know why the iron's so hot? It's because John Cena is here now for the next two months mm-hmm. without shit to do. Yep. Can you imagine Cena opening Raw only to have Punk interrupt him tomorrow? Like, that would take wrestling Dude. and dump it on its fucking head. It would be amazing. If Trips can... Look, if anyone can make it happen, like you said, it would be Traps. Like, and WWE would, I have no doubt, if they signed him, would be like, here's the situation. We will back the fucking truck up. However, this is how this shit is going to work. There will be zero fucking issues. Anything comes up, you are gone and you owe us money. (laughs) And look, they have every ability to do that as well. I, I, I do not think that... Anybody who has a brain 
has to back this now. If there's anyone who's not backing it, I'm, man, they got to have a vendetta already. This is my, you know I'm the company though. I am not convinced it's going to happen. No, either but am I, I at all. But I'm not going to say that it's not fucking possible. No, and that's the thing too is do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think it would be the biggest fumble of the bag in history if it didn't happen? Yeah, maybe because holy shit. The biggest, the one tweet that I saw today that I was like, that could happen was somebody tweeted a screenshot of a really badly photoshopped Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast sessions or whatever it's called, Stone Cold yeah, Sessions. The Broken Skull. Broken Skull thing. Sessions, that's it, with the CM Punk on there and it was saying like, and the argument was essentially, look, they don't have to fucking sign him. Yeah. But they pay the guy to come in and go and sit down with Stone Cold and go, what's happened in the last eight years? Now, tell us what happened in the last two years. And essentially, you've got the Colt Cabana tell all, all over again. But in saying that, Tony probably has a fucking gag order on him as well. There was a gag order already in place, apparently, where between Punk and the Elite, where neither of them could talk about what happened. So, I don't know. The question is, though, is if I'm fired, do I... I wouldn't be fucking signing a gag order. I, I, I personally, I'd be looking at it going, dude, this is my payday in a year's time. Yeah, this is my... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go straight to dark side of the ring with this as soon as I can. Dude. <laughs> if the dark side guys currently are not looking into this and doing an episode next year, they're idiots. I think that this is has the potential to be Punk's road to the Hall of Fame. I think it has the potential well, to be Punk's road to WrestleMania, to everything. Absolutely, but that's the ironic part of this entire week. CM Punk yesterday was inducted into Cauliflower Alley. Apparently he yeah. was all smiles and handshakes and quite happy. By the sounds of it, he mentioned a couple of things that he knew what was about to happen. And saying that as well, a lot of people have pointed out things like the way he was waving to the crowd after his match. And Oh, yeah, I watched that clip. He actually says goodbye before, after the match. Like he stands there, he's doing a little wave. He does one of these ones with the devil horns. And then he just, he mouths goodbye. And then as he left the, the building... Uh, it is legitimately like, yeah, exactly the same way that Roman leaves as well. Yep. So the belt over the shoulder, finger up, yep. we to ones vibe as he left. And it's he knew, he knew already. He knew already. He yep. said goodbye. He did a WWE thing on the way out. Yeah. What, what a way to go, though. Your last ever match in the company is... With some other show. It, it's putting end to your greatest rivalry. Yeah. Right? So he managed to finish the story. Something Cody Rhodes hasn't been able to do. <laughs> managed to finish the story at the biggest wrestling event of all time. It's a pretty good final match. If that's his final match, if it is, I don't think it will be. I think we'll see him again at some stage. But what a, if that's his final match, what a great final match. I mean, okay, so here we go. I'm not going to fantasy book, but I'm going to fantasy promo just a little bit. Comes <laughs> out on Raw. Comes out on Raw. And he says one line in my head, and he's after 20 plus years of doing this thing, I can finally say that I have had my last match on the indies because then he can just make the whole thing. He's like, I was on the indies for the last couple of years, 
and I got to wrestle my favorite independent wrestler, my favorite indies opponent. We finished our story together, but that's it. I'm done with the indies. Yeah. You, and the next part of that promo, mm. there's still one thing I haven't done. I was at the biggest show of all time, but I still was not in the main event. And that's it. It sets it up because even that I can see him, I could see him interrupting Cena, but I can also see him interrupting Roman. And I so can I see can also him. see him interrupting Cody. Yes, yeah. I can see those both as being exactly what the Blood Line story needs between now and WrestleMania. Hmm. I can see him interrupting Cody and saying, all right, we both just got off the indies. How about <laughs> how about we do a little bit of something here because what do you want to talk about is I want to talk about the fact that you got here and you think that you're further along than me when I'm next in line for this shit because I'm still the world champion somewhere, you are not. Like, I can and see look, that. And he could walk in and keep continue doing, I am the real world's champion. Yeah, like, oh, let's, literally. Roll, let's roll this back to what he was already doing. He was already doing the Ric Flair gimmick. Yeah. But let's yeah. do it proper. You're bringing it into the WWE doing the real world oh, champion. Yeah, gimmick. but the, the, <laughs> the fucking litigation would be insane on that, too. Oh, look, he, can't uh, bring the, he cannot bring the belt. No, but no. Actually, Just bring the fucking is, red butt thing again. No, what I was going to say is this is where you bring out the fucking the Vegas belt that they never got to use. Yeah. <laughs> Paint an X on the, the old Vegas yep. belt that they never got to use for flair. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> I can see that. No, I could see him interrupting Roman as well and say, hey, we've got some unfinished business. Yeah. And then I could see that turning into Jimmy versus Punk to elevate him and then leading into Solo versus Punk to elevate him and then leading into a triple threat match with Cody and Roman at Mania. Absolutely. And then have Cody finish the story. Yep. By beating the two biggest guys from the two biggest companies. In the same week. Do it in the same weekend. Do it in the same same weekend. Back to back. WrestleMania 1 and 2. Yeah, imagine that. We've not done that yet. We've not done that yet. Imagine that. Imagine it happens. Everyone thought we were getting that this year. Yeah, but imagine though, this year, Hmm. you'd have... Night 1, Cody versus Punk. Night 2, Cody versus Roman. Yeah. And have it... Like have I beat the world champion from each brand. Yeah. We'll just have night one be a number one contendership match, but we all know what it really means. Mm. And then have night two be the match. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Like I really can. We're we're (laughs) we're starting to get into dream booking scenarios. So I think it's time to move on. But what I will say is I'm really thankful that we've even had CM Punk over the last couple of years. I have been a huge CM Punk fan for almost his entire run in the majors and I think wrestling is better with CM Punk in it regardless of the issues that he has been bringing lately or that has surrounded him lately I'm sad to see him gone from AEW but in saying that I don't think this massively affects AEW moving forward they will move on and one of the points that I did have here and I'll just say it is I think Edge and Mercedes' price just went up because they are going to need a big star on Collision now as the anchor of that show, and what better than having Edge turn up or Mercedes, but I think Edge is the guy. I do too, but I don't know if he's going to do it because 
obviously we all saw the video this week about Edge talking about the rumors and he was like, nah, fam, that ain't it. I've got a contract waiting for me in my inbox for WWE. Now, I know that right now there's a lot of up in the air speculation when it comes to Edge, but is there a reason he's never really gone anywhere else? Apart from that, for the last 20 years, it's been the biggest payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to think it's more than that, though. I like to think he's got that Undertaker vibe, that okay. company man vibe. But that being said, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, I, I really have always thought that about him because there have been plenty of opportunities for him to do, particularly when he came back. Like, mm. we, we all know the story about how Tony offered him 10 bags of money and he said no because he took the other deal. But, but yeah, said, I... Said- I Thanks for that offer of 10 bags. I'm just going to go and hit, make a quick phone call. Because I can get have 11. You got, have you got 11 bags? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's that moment that's the, the, the difference for me is the fact that rather than take it like anyone would, yeah. he said, no, I'm going to go home first and make sure it's okay. Yeah. Mercedes, though, Mercedes don't give a fuck. No. So I would definitely see Mercedes there. Yeah. Oh, I think that's almost <coughs> signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, yeah, no, I I do not think that we're ever going to see Sasha Banks back again in the WWE. That's a discussion for another day. (laughs) I was going to go into it and I was like, nope. Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand. They are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard pressed to find a better armour for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. I'm going to have to call it right here. This episode is way too long. Let's just call this one the CM Punk Got Fired special. Look for part two tomorrow where we'll talk about payback as well as cover all of the latest and best from Australian wrestling. And until then, we will see you down under the ring. (laughs) 